Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Borger Sports Podcast. I am Michael Williams here with my good friend. What's up, everyone? Michael Kano here. We're back with the Border Sports Podcast, episode eight. Yes, the Border Sports Podcast is brought to you by the official sponsor of the Border Sports Podcast, Plumley Real Estate Group. The Plumley Real Estate Group is brokered by Amar- Keller Williams of Amarillo. <laughs> there mm-hmm. we go. All right. Uh, man, we got a lot to talk about this week, I think. Yeah, we do. Not a lot of it super exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, was a rough weekend. This wasn't the most joyous weekend. Yeah. Well, we never found a shirt. No, we did not. And we never burnt it. No, we didn't. And so the curse lives on. Oh my gosh. But we will... Uh, I hate that shirt so much. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll break that down later. But the good thing is we had people looking for the shirt. Like I, I got contacted by at least two or three yeah, people. Yeah, I had a couple they people. They were like, I thought I had one. And we were going through the attic trying to find it. Yeah, I had a couple people talking to me saying they were trying to find one too. So maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll burn one before next year's football game i don't care if it's december 25th sure i will burn that thing find it yeah give it to me for christmas let's do this yeah we'll make a deal out of it yeah absolutely all right well we got other sports to talk about before we we dig into that uh how about you give us the rundown the rundown (laughs) sponsored by guitar picks Here we go. The rundown. We're going to start off with some volleyball action. This last Saturday, the Burger Lady Bulldogs lost to the West Plains Wolves in three sets. 15-25, 18-25, and 9-25. Uh, we got some stats here for you guys. Braley Richburg had a dig. Isabella Pena. She had four assists and 12 digs. Katie Buchanan came in with five kills and two digs. Esther Quinones had 12 assists and five digs. Emily Bridges, three kills, four digs, and four blocks. Addie Bridges, younger sister, had three kills, one block, one dig, and an, and one ace. Uh, Jordan Pettit had five kills, two blocks, and a dig. Savannah Padilla came in with five digs. Reality Briscoe, seven digs. Alex Shepard came on the board with two kills and two blocks. Samantha Tarango had three digs, and Cooper Buchanan had two digs, or actually two kills in one block. So currently right now, the varsity is 15 and 15 overall and are one and six in district. It was a tough day. The JV and the freshman also lost to West Plains in two sets each. Mm. So tough team over there. Yeah. West Plains is playing very well. They're playing very good. And, uh, you know, we didn't, if you're going to play a team like that, you got to be almost perfect to win. And so they did get the best of us. Yeah. And like we talked about before, I mean, super competitive mm-hmm. district, yeah, that we're trying to compete in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're looking at you're looking at these teams now, and we just finished the first round of district play. Um, we are currently in we're one in six. We're just right above Perryton, who's in last place. And you know, it's you're starting to you know you're starting to press the panic button here a little bit. Do we have a chance to possibly make a playoff? Possibly, because there's three teams in front of you that are all three and four. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Pampa three and four, Canyons three and four, and you got Dumas is three and four. And so that's only two games behind, but you really got to cook it in the second half of district in order to make that work. Yeah, you don't have any room for You got to beat a Hereford. You have to beat Pampa. You have to beat Canyon. You have to beat Dumas and you have to beat Perryton. And then you got to hope they beat each other in a way where you get that fourth spot. Right. 
That's that's the only chance that we have left. Sure. So, you know, any sense of urgency that's there has got to be there now. So, yeah. We'll see how it goes. All right. Well, what's, what's going on with Frank Phillips? Frank Phillips all? College, you know, they were playing the Badgers this last weekend, and we were trying to make that a rivalry. Did you come up with a name for the rivalry? I did not. No, okay. I didn't. I was so distraught after Friday night that I was just like, you I were. Don't, <laughs> I don't, don't want to think about anything on Saturday. Yeah. I was just like kicking my dog and stuff like that. After, after the game, when you were distraught, when you were, when we were in the, <laughs> when we were in the booth after the I game, I know what you're going to say. You were like, I was like, do I need to stay here with him? Does he need some, does he, or do I leave him alone? Do I just let him sit here by himself? And and after a few minutes, I was like, I was like, I think he needs to be alone. I'm gonna leave. I just needed some alone time <laughs> in the dark. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah, you just patted me on the back, and you're like, it's gonna be okay, buddy. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> it was bad, too, but me, I went home too, and I was like, leave me to my. I was thoughts, in a bad mood Williams. all night and the rest of the night too. <laughs> so and the next day, well, and it was funny because Bentley had a game the next day. The Horn Frogs were playing the Stinnett Comanches, and he he rode home with his mom after the game on Friday, mm-hmm. and he said, "Oh, great!" He goes, "Dad's gonna take this out on me tomorrow." At their game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take it out on him. That's it was good. Fine. That's good. All right, sorry. Volleyball. Yeah. Frank Phillips volleyball. Frank Phillips volleyball. Last Saturday, the Lady Plainsmen lost to Amarillo College in three straight sets: fifteen twenty-five. 24-26, and then 21-25. Madison Fobbs led the way with nine kills, followed by Riley Valiant and Zuzana Zetek. Zuzana Zetek, let me say that again, each with seven kills apiece. Farah Ez came in with 26 assists, and Imani Brown had 13 digs, while Alexis Ralston added seven digs. Currently, the Lady Plainsmen are 5-13 and 13 overall, and our two and four in conference play. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some tennis. Let's do it. Uh, tennis last Tuesday, uh, we defeated Pampa fourteen to five. Yeah. So we got we got a win over we Pampa. We got them in one way. That's right. Uh, we are twelve and sixteen overall, and three and eight in district. I don't have individual matchup results, but hey, we beat Pampa in tennis this week. That's right. Let's go. Yeah. And by the right. time this podcast comes out, it'll come out on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and tennis will have finished up their last district matchup with Dumas yes. on Tuesday. So, yeah. crossing our fingers, that goes well. Yep. We'll let you know next week. All right, on to golf. Both the girls and the boys golf competed in Canyon this past Friday and Saturday. Uh, the girls played in the Randall Invitation, and the boys played in the Randall Triangular. So, the girls' team was comprised of Natalie Summit, Daisy Perez, Kinley Wilkinson, Nadia Poros, and Ava Rankin. And Amory Lopez uh, competed as an individual medalist. The team finished nine of 13 teams and beat three 5A schools. Yeah, weekend. they did. So, right on there. Uh, they improved their team score by 44 strokes from their first tournament. Mm-hmm. It's a huge improvement. Um, and all the girls golfers had their personal record for the PDC course there. Yeah. So... And all improved their scores from the first tournament. On the boys' side, though, Kaden Marquez, uh, Kaden Marquez, Jesse Moore, and Kobe Williams—they all had their personal bests yeah. as well. If you if you're looking for a team 
teams that are playing really well right now, it's the golf teams. Yeah, golf. Man. I mean, they have been performing very well. Every week, it seems like they're breaking a PR. Every week, it seems like they're getting better. And on the girls' side, you have a lot of first-year golfers mm. that don't have a ton of experience. Amory uh, Lopez, who just you know went into the individual medalist, first year to ever pick up clubs. Oh, wow. And so, learning a lot and learning really fast. Those are two teams that are doing very well. Keep a lookout for them. Uh, when it gets to to let it play off play. Yeah. All right. We've also got some cross country coming up, going on. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about cross country. So this last weekend, cross country competed in the Canyon Invitational uh, on Saturday. And so for the varsity boys, we finally were able to score as a team. We had five runners. And so uh, as a team, they finished sixth place out of 14 teams. And they the 4A, it was a 4A through 6A division. Okay. So a lot of good competition mm-hmm. was there. And the guys did a really great job. Isaiah White led the way, got 27th place with a time of 17.20. Charlie Medina right after him in 29th place, time of 17.24. Matthew Gutierrez in 31st place with a time of 17.32. Leif Nelson uh, came in at 52nd place with a time of 18.21. And then Christian Garcia, 72nd place with a time of 18.59. On the girls' side, they didn't have a team score because they only had four runners on the girls' side. Uh, Julius Stevens led the way for the girls' team, 65th place with a time of 14.15. Lila Breedlove really jumped up here in this one, 77th place with a time of 14.38. London Salinas uh, was in 79th place with a time of 14.41. And then Breely Nail came in 92nd place with a time of 14. 57, but I did want to throw this in there on the JV side. Miley Garcia, mm-hmm. who's a freshman this year, she ran it in 1447. Oh, wow. Okay. So there's a pretty good chance we could see her up on the varsity very soon yeah. with times like that, especially. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Coming up this next week, the come up. Tell us about it, Dub. Yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, volleyball on Saturday, we'll be playing Hereford at Texana Gymnasium. At 10, 11, and 12, uh, on Tuesday the 10th, they will play Perryton at 5, 6, and 7 p.m. Uh, Frank Phillips, they'll be playing tonight, which is Wednesday night, uh, at New Mexico Military Institute. Then on Saturday, they'll be here at home against New Mexico Junior College, and that'll be at 2 o'clock p.m., so if you're Going to be around at 2 o'clock on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Go cheer on the Lady Plainsmen in the gym. Yeah, get you some lunch and then go cheer the Lady Plainsmen on to victory. Yeah. All right, cross country. Uh, they will be running in the Lubbock Christian University Invitational in Lubbock this weekend, I think. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. And then uh, football. After the commercial break, man, we are going to commiserate in our sorrows and break down Friday's game. <laughs> do we have to Pampa talk? Harvesters. Do we have to talk about it, Michael? I, that's kind of the whole premise of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> is that we have to talk about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so we'll be back. Uh, you could tell we're so excited and so peppy and so full of energy tonight after this weekend. But uh, we'll be right back after the break, and we'll break down. The game about that game against Pampa last week, and then we'll uh, we'll uh, talk a little bit about uh, the week off coming up, and then finally uh, district play starting in a couple weeks here. Right after this. 
We would like to thank the Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is the official sponsor of the Borger Sports Podcast. Are you looking to sell your current home or property or on the hunt for your dream home? Look no further than Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is your trusted partner in finding the perfect property for you and your family or selling your current home in the competitive real estate market. Plumley Real Estate Group's agents, Jodina Plumley, Lindsay Vinson, and Mike Lynn Reese, understand that buying or selling a home is a significant decision, and they are here to make the process as smooth and stress free as possible. Plumley Real Estate Group's team of dedicated and knowledgeable agents will guide you every step of the way from listing your home or browsing listings to closing the deal. Join the many satisfied homeowners and sellers who have worked with Plumley Real Estate Group. Contact Plumley Real Estate Group online today at plumleygroup.kw.com to schedule a consultation. Plumley Real Estate Group is brokered by Keller Williams of Amarillo. And we're back. All right, Michael, I'm going to cheer up. I know I, the first segment was bad. I'm up in my, <laughs> I'm up in my game here. I'm up in my game. All right. All right. There's a lot of good things going on. There it's are. It's October. It is. We're going to talk here about a game. It's too hot for October. But it's and like- then we're going to talk about our next poll that we're going to be putting out here at the end of the segment. So All right. Stick around for that. Yes. But before we get there, there was a game on Friday night. If you were somewhere in the universe, you know that this game occurred because all the new stations, everyone was there. Everyone mm-hmm. was talking about it online. It's one of the biggest rivalries of all time in the Panhandle. It's the Border Bulldogs versus the Pampa Harvesters. Mm-hmm. So, Michael, you were there in the booth with me. I sure was. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about this game, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So, opening kickoff happens Friday, 7 o'clock here at Bulldog Stadium. They get the ball first, the initial drive. They are three and out. Yep. Bulldogs with a good stop. We get the ball off the punt. Um, the One of the factors that, that we knew early on when you walked in, you saw the flags blowing. It was going to oh, be a windy wind game. Factor game. Mm-hmm. And so we had the wind in the first quarter. We had a great first drive. Uh, I tell you what I loved. I loved seeing number 19, Avery Adami, in the backfield. I loved seeing him back in a Bulldog jersey. It just felt good. Yep. And so he was there in the first drive, um, had a couple of good runs, had a 10-yard run that busted out. Um, but it, it was just great. You know, It's uh, we tried a field goal there early mm-hmm. on. It looked like it was a slip, like he may have slept on his step. Yeah. And so, you know, we had a no good there early on. But mm-hmm. it was still a good first drive, put some good things together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pampa gets the ball back, and they're getting stopped by our defense. Our defense was looking great early on. They were. I mean, they really yeah. were. They were playing tough. They're going to go for a punt. The punt sails over the head of the punter mm-hmm. and into the end zone. And I thought, this kid for sure is dead to rights. <laughs> right. I was like, and I, I'll tell you this, the only thing that saved him was a blocker grabbing a handful of jersey and holding, I think it was like Jace Downs, like holding Jace Downs back, yeah. like hooking him. Yeah, like he was a mm-hmm. candy man with a hook. There was a and lot. So that was the only thing. <laughs> I know you got a lot you want to say about that. Yeah. But somehow he's able to get the punt off. Doesn't go too far. Travels out of bounds. Borger gets the ball on the three. Yeah. So after that, Caden Jennings drives the ball into the end zone, scores for one yard out. Mm-hmm. Borger's on the board first, seven to zero. 
Brayson McCarty's turn now. Right. He scores on a 50-yard bomb, mm-hmm. jumping over a defender, and that takes the game to 14-0 early Oh, on. yeah. That was a good catch, man. Oh, and it was, you know, I... We were going nuts. I'm not big on, like... Like right, right, right. Going against you know your opponent or anything like that. Uh-huh. The, the kids. One of the big things they always talk about is getting mossed. Like they talk about that all the, <laughs> this is a, the dumbest thing in the world. This was legit. Like yeah, he one got of mossed. those moments yeah. where you saw it, it made me think of Randy Moss. Sure, he jumps up and just snatches it out of the kids. You know, right over his head, and then the kid goes down, and then he just jumps over him. Yeah, it was like okay. He got that. That was a legit moss. He got moss. It was. It was. It yeah. was uh, one of the plays of the year. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So far. Yeah. I thought. I thought it was great. Anyway, we were going nuts in the booth. Oh, we were, we were having a good time. Yeah. I, you know, I'm feeling good about it. I'm like, this is going to roll for the rest of the night. Yeah. And then the second quarter happens. Mm-hmm. And momentum, we've talked about this before on the show. Momentum only goes one way. There is no two ways to momentum. Sure. Either someone else has it or someone else has it. Yeah. And so... The momentum shifted. Pampa then goes on to score three touchdowns in the second quarter. And so Borger is down by a touchdown, 14 to 21, going into halftime. Um, I, I thought Coach Hamrick, I saw him pull the boys to the side before they even went inside. Mm-hmm. He was like, this is, we are going to get this together. We are not losing this game. We mm-hmm. are going to fight all the way through. And so they came out in the second half and... The first drive of the second half is just great. Yeah. You know, nine rushing plays, two scrambles, and then Ryder Moreno from 22 yards out runs a touchdown into the end zone. Uh, we did have a snap issue on the next extra point. We miss, but Borger strikes back. Borger's at 20, Pampa 21. Then uh, Pampa gets the ball, and they're trying to make a drive, but they get stopped on a fourth down. Big stop. Then eight-play drive later, Ryler Moreno again finds Pater when he scrambles near the uh, towards the near sideline and goes on a 39-yard run this time um, to score the touchdown. Go for two yeah. to see if we can go ahead and do that. Two-point conversion was no good, but regardless, Borger takes the lead at that point, 26-21. Mm-hmm. to 21. Now, at this point... We are in the fourth quarter. Yes, we are. Michael, what's your thoughts right now the fourth quarter? Because this was like, he scored right off the bat. It was like the first or second play in the fourth quarter. So it was like 11 minutes and 58 seconds, 52 seconds left. Yeah, I just thought there was a lot of time left on the clock. Yeah. Um, I was, we were going with the wind, which mm-hmm. I was happy about. Um, I was feeling pretty good at that point. Uh, but, you know, there's still that like... Just that little, like, we're playing our rivals. Yes. Yeah. Anything can happen. Yeah. Kind of feeling that you've got. You never you never want to get too excited. Um, I'm never comfortable in that Yeah, game, I was never, I was ever. never comfortable. No. No, I was never comfortable. Even when we were up 14 nothing. Yeah. I was never comfortable. Uh, just like, there's always this feeling in the pit of your stomach, you know, it's kind of like you're. Uh, you don't want to talk about it. You want to think, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like run, clock, run, run, clock, run at that right. point. Anytime you have the lead. Yeah. So, well, it's like, uh, it's like baseball, right? It's like, you got a pitcher that's like throwing in a no hitter. Yeah. He's like, don't say anything about it. <laughs> don't say anything to him. Don't ever say, don't, don't acknowledge, don't this. acknowledge it. Don't say anything about you don't it. Don't say whatever. that you're on a seven game win streak and make a t-shirt. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, <laughs> 
I'm never going to get over it. You're not. Borger has the ball. You Third will and, get over it when we win. That's right. When we burn <laughs> that sucker. Okay, so we get the ball back. Sure. And we make a drive down. We get the ball. Third and goal on the one. And it's just like you're almost cashing in the check. We're about to score mm-hmm. again. We get a personal foul that moves us back 15 yards. And so right after the personal foul, it moves it to fourth down. It's a loss of down. So you're fourth in, from the 16. Fourth and goal from the 16. And they block it. They block the kick. And you're just like, it, it kind of deflates you a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're like, God, what have we been talking about? What has Coach Hamrick been talking about? Be disciplined in that moment. You know, he's been talking to the kids about it because if you don't make that mistake, you don't get that personal foul. You have two downs from the one or the two yard line to punch it in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just still getting into that mentality of staying disciplined in those tight moments. You're right. A rival faster than anybody else will get you to that point of anger, frustration, or whatever you're feeling. But the discipline mindset keeps you in the game and staying focused on what the outcome is. What is your mission and task? So exactly that kind of hurt us right there. Yeah, for sure. But I still wasn't totally sure what the personal foul was for. Yeah. Because I, I didn't see a lot going. I, I saw some players talking trash. Yeah. But they were talking trash the whole game. Yeah, no. We had a mistake made by our Okay, we our have to QB. get into it. Oh, okay, Jay. Sure. KJ lost his head for just a split second. I think he would admit it. You know, he's, sure, he's sure, always sure. really open about doing that. Like, yeah, I screwed up. He made a mistake, and he kind of lashed out for a second. Okay. The referee was going to throw right the there, flag on that. Flag but. You know, it's just, you get caught up in the moment. I I know I did it. I, I don't know if I ever got a personal foul. I got, probably got away with a lot more than I needed to, but it happens you lose your head. Sure. So, But then we're That's on right. defense right there. Mm-hmm. And one of the coolest plays of the night, it was it was yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Houdini play here. It was. The running back who, <clears throat> props to the little running back sophomore, that kid was quick off the ball. It took him a little ways to get going, but if he had an open seam, he ran fast. And so he went up the far side, tried to, buy, tried to catch a Pampa sideline. Tyler Brooks runs over there and with one hand reaches in there and just swipes it out. Pop. And goes right into his arms. And he goes the other way before anyone even knows what happens. <laughs> He's in the end zone for the strip and run. Runs it in from 35 yards out. Borger extends the lead 33. Pampa 21 with seven minutes left in this game. So it's just 12-point lead. 12-point lead. With seven minutes left. So, Pampa gets the ball here. Mm-hmm. And this is where you start seeing a little bit of mistakes. We did a lot of great things. But then you make little mistakes at crucial points. Yeah, it just kind of... So, this is where the game just fell apart. Yeah, yeah. It know? just kind of... The, the wheels fell off a little bit mm-hmm. here. So, Pampa's driving. They get a third and long. And I want to say it was like a third and 12, third and 15. Yeah. And, you know... They hit their receiver. They were going at number 15. I can't remember the kid's name, but he did a good job. Mm -hmm. He was a trash talker. He was a trash talker, but he did a good job Mm -hmm. of catching the ball. He catches it over the middle. Well, instead of making the tackle, we try to do the shoulder hit where you're just trying to knock somebody down Mm because it looks good. What does he do? He ends up getting the first down. He doesn't go down. He ends up getting the first down. Make the tackle, wrap them up, play fundamental football there. But, you know, just little things like that. Um, then they have a, a short fade pass uh, in the end zone, and that puts them back in this ball game. Borgers up 33, Pampa 28 at this point. 
this is when they are going to go for an onside kick. And I don't know if we were fully prepared for this. You know, they go the first time. They do the onside kick and props to the kid kicked it. He did it exactly how you try to script it out. Yep. You want the small bounce, 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 big bounce. Yep. You know, and it big bounces just in time for your guys to get across 10 yards and get the ball. Mm-hmm. He does it perfectly. The kid gets the ball in stride. They're running with the ball. He finally gets tackled. And I'm just thinking, oh, no, we just gave up an onside kick. Mm-hmm. But, but then you tap me on the arm and you're like, there's a flag. There's a flag. Yeah. And I immediately start saying that on the PA. There's were, a flag. There's a flag. They on were there. offsides. Yeah, yeah. They were offsides. Yeah. And you're thinking, there's oh. no way. The odds of getting an onside oh. kick are so low. Right. What are the odds of getting two in a row? We, we just got out of one right there. Yeah. We got. We are so got, lucky. Yeah. The referee just saved our bacon. You know. They're going to try it again. <clears throat> oh, for sure. But we're prepared this next time. They do it again, and he kicks it. And unfortunately, we try to make a play on the ball where I think we were trying to hit it. At, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure what. But we, we try to, to hit do. the ball just away from them. We end up hitting it into a direction where they're, the kicking team gets the ball back. Yeah. So they recover the onside kick yeah. for a second. Yeah, because on that play, you know, if we're wa- I was watching right, you know, right there with the binoculars up mm-hmm. in the booth, and it's like. The ball hadn't gone ten yards. No, not yet. And when when the Borger player hit it, and so I think what he, I think maybe in the just in the moment, maybe what he was thinking was, oh, it hasn't gone ten yards. Yeah. If I hit it away from him, it yeah. hasn't gone ten yards. But it's like, I think you forgot, like, oh wait, if I touch the ball, it's live. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's maybe what, which is you know, and I, and I'll say that man, in the moment, in the thing, whatever, your brain's not such a great kid. He's a good kid. And has such a good... He took it so hard. Oh, man. I mean, he was taking it hard on the sideline. You could see it in his body language. But I'll say this about our team. Mm -hmm. I saw multiple kids go up to him, Mm -hmm. pat him on the back, and lift him up and tell him, we're good. Mm -hmm. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. You know, because it it is one of those that you got to let it go. You got to move on to the next play. Yeah. And so, there were multiple people there uplifting him and, and, and... that that kind of mm-hmm. let me know, like, we're in this as a team. Exactly. We're going to win this as a team. We're going to lose this as a team. There was plenty of mistakes that were made throughout the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You we didn't, that wasn't the. No, absolutely yeah. not. No, we could point to so many things. And a lot it of was, holds. Too. I'll tell a quick story about, <laughs> speaking of that, yeah, a lot of holding. Uh, we were we were at a quinceanera Saturday night, uh-huh. and we were in line to get some cake. And who walks up right behind me? The golden, the golden foot himself, Luis Chepas. Chepas Chavez. He's standing behind me, and he's trying to avoid eye contact with me. Hmm. And so I force him to talk with me. And he, <laughs> he, you can tell he was still bothering me. Oh. Like he was just like, you know, he made the comment something along the lines of, "I feel like I just let the town down. I feel like I lost it for everybody." Hmm. Well, good, good old Brooklyn and her infinite knowledge. She just kind of tells him. Well, it wasn't all your fault. <laughs> like, uh, way to be uplifting there, B. That's uh, yeah, great. Good yeah. job. <laughs> but he took it hard. And, you know, you're, yeah. it, it wasn't. It There was, you win as a team, you lose it as a team. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's just the way that it goes. Yep. So, but at this point, it wasn't over. We have, they have the ball. We, we've been playing great defense. Sure. We can stop them. Mm-hmm. And what happens is he finds a seam. The little running back 
probably moved up from JV. It's first time running the ball. Did we ever get his name? Uh, they, so they I get think it. one of I think Press Pass Sports ended up having it. Sure. I, I should have looked it up and said. Yeah, because she just wasn't on the roster. Yeah, he wasn't on the roster. He hits a 52-yard run that sets them up inside the 20. They end up driving down, and they score from two yards out, and they take the lead. Borger 33, Pampa 24. And this is where... 34. 34, sorry. Yeah. Pampa 34. This is where time is getting short. We got to make some things happen. We're going with the win, so we can. But, you know, props to the linebackers from Pampa. They did their homework. They watched what KJ did against Dalhart mm-hmm. and how we approached that. So they were defending the out routes really well. You try an out route to Tyler Brooks. Yep. Gets deflected. You know, the two linebackers, mm-hmm. you, you, I'm watching them from the booth. They are spying KJ the entire time. Yeah, they were. They're not running out. They're not going to follow a running back out into a passing pattern. They're going to watch him. And so sure enough, on the last play, KJ tries to break up the middle, and they're just there, and he just gets swallowed up. We just ran out of time. Yeah, we did. They get the ball. They down it out, and the game is over. Pampa wins the game, 34-33. So offensively, Borger had 335 yards of total offense. Uh, Passing-wise, KJ was 3-for-10. 75 yards and the one touchdown to Brayson McCarty. On the receiving end, Brayson again had one catch for 50 yards and a touchdown. Adolfo and Tyler Brooks each also added one catch apiece. On the rushing side, we had a total of 260 yards on the ground. Caden Jennings, um, KJ, had 142 yards on 32 carries and a touchdown. Ryler Moreno had 14 carries for 98 yards and two touchdowns. And then number 19, Avery Adami, added 20 yards on three carries before leaving with an injury early in the first quarter. Yeah. And, and I think him leaving an injury yeah, hurts for sure. our team overall. For sure. For it sure. It just does. He he adds a lot to it. He is a leader. And so we kept watching him on the sideline. You know, his helmet would kind of be on, kind of be off. Is he going to get back in? Is he going to get back in? And we just kind of were just like, I don't think he's getting back in this yeah. game. Yeah, he looked like he wanted to go. but Yeah, he did. You could but, tell he wanted to. Yeah. You know, uh, Coach Ortiz was taping him up down there. Yeah. He was trying to cut on it. But for whatever reason or whatever's going on with that injury, it just wasn't working. So sure. He had a short night, but, mm-hmm. you know, made an impact while he was in there. Uh, defensively, Pampa had 360 yards of total offense, 211 yards rushing, and 149 yards passing with five touchdowns. Uh, Borger had, um, we had six three and outs. So I thought that was well. Mm -hmm. And then we had two fourth down stops as well. And then the strip return for a touchdown. Tyler Brooks led the way with 12 tackles in the strip. Uh, Jace Downs added in eight tackles. Four of those were for a loss. Jacoby Figer added in seven tackles. And then Lincoln Honaker, Sean Wilson, and Maverick Lopez combined for two sacks. Yeah. So, I want to talk about Mike Dubbs' takeaways sure. here first. Mike, what were your takeaways from this game? Uh, well, my takeaways were, uh, like we just talked about, Avery coming out. Mm-hmm. I think that really hurt our offense. Sure. Um, I thought that I was really impressed with the defense that we were playing early on in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Coach White on last week's episode. Um, when we were kind of talking about building that consistency sure. with uh, like Lincoln and and Sean getting in the backfield and Maverick and yeah. causing havoc. They were doing that early on in the game. They yeah. were they were back there in the backfield uh, making lots of tackles for a loss and yeah and um, keeping them guessing. Yeah. Uh, so you know I think if we could keep doing that the whole game. Yeah. 
uh, that's really going to help. Um, but man, they have that, they had that, that running back mm-hmm. number five, don't know his name, but they were too, like we were talking about in the booth, like him, they were having him get like an eight yard, just running downhill from the mm-hmm. backfield and he would just go, man. Yeah. He would just go. And so, um, offensively, I felt like we just couldn't get our passing game going enough yeah. to where those linebackers felt like they could stop spying KJ sure. and get KJ really going. KJ was still effective. Yeah. Um, had a lot of carries. He had a lot carries. of carries, a lot of good carries. Um, but they were on him all night. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like if we could have gotten some more passing completions. Yeah. That maybe it might have loosened that up a little bit, I thought. Yeah. And props to Ryder Moreno, mm-hmm. you know, for stepping up and, and getting in the backfield. Yeah. You know, had a couple of great runs there. He, he was mm-hmm. definitely trying hard. You know, he's another kid that's on the defensive end that plays really hard every single time, mm-hmm. no matter what you're going to ask him to do. So, you know, props to him to stepping up and taking that role while Avery's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we had that one great, that one great highlight catch in the first half, in the first yeah. quarter there. Yeah. Uh, that was awesome. And I just, I, I felt like we could have got more of that. Mm-hmm. We just didn't, sure. just didn't get more of that in the game. Yeah. Anyway. Was, and then, then the big takeaway that I had uh, was that the curse still lives, man. <laughs> the curse of the shirt. Uh, it still lives. Well, now we're in October. So doesn't it seem so poetic? Right. Halloween yeah. season. It's Halloween season. Yeah. Yeah, dude. We got we to gotta get that shirt and burn it. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do it. So how about you? What were your takeaways? Okay. So number one takeaway for me, we played a tough game and fought all the way through the end. For sure. Yeah. I mean, we really did. They were in this game and the kids took it serious. I've seen in the past and, I, you know, I, I've gone to these games for years, you know, I've seen in the past several times where whether it was Pampa or a Perryton or a big game, something like that that's lost, you'll see one, two, maybe three kids come off that sideline distraught and upset. But too many times have I seen a majority of kids coming off the field goofy, laughing, taking pictures, acting like they don't care, even if they did care, acting like they don't care. Mm-hmm. This team, you can see the big difference in this. Yeah, they cared. They cared. Yeah. I mean, they were struggling mm-hmm. on the side. You know, I had to see coaches consoling them, consoling each other. You know, it, it it meant something to them. And when you're out there fighting for your town and for your school, your school, your town, your community, your family is going to be behind you all the way. They just want to know that you're putting your everything into it. And, yeah. and that that was evident to me. Yeah. Well, they it put really, their everything into It really into seems like game. a lot of the kids who were really affected by it this year were a lot of the seniors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who were on last year's team? Sure. That lost that, na- that heartbreaker last year. Yeah. They wanted it this year. Oh, man. they did. They wanted and it they this year. For it. And year. they scratched for it. And it just, yeah. you know, sometimes it just doesn't come out in the end. A lot of good lessons to be learned mm-hmm. out of that. Um, I think we, you know, keep working on the little things. It was, there were little things going back and watching some of the film here. An alignment on defense. If you're not properly aligned in your spot, you know, can that alignment create? an issue with how they're blocking and putting us in a bad situation, sure. making sure your alignment's proper. They ran, they, they did a good job of running up and snapping the ball before we were even prepared. Right. And so if you're not hustling up to the line and getting ready, you're going to miss something 
based mm-hmm. on their speed. We, you can't just drag around. You got to get up there and go. Right. You know, pursuit angles, making sure that we're taking good pursuit angles, these little things, quick preparation to the line. Like I said, running precise route patterns. We have to be able to do that. There were a couple of times, and we we kind of talked about it up mm-hmm. in the booth. It was like kids were almost running into each other on their route. Yeah, yeah, patterns. yeah. You know, Coach Dickinson purposely has these designed to have a specific effect on the defense. And so if you don't run the proper route or if you don't run it the right way, you're taken away from the overflow of the whole scheme. So you got to run precise on those things. So, you know, working on those little things like that. And then just obviously ironing some things out on special teams. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I I think that. Yeah, just getting to being prepared for an onside kick. Yeah. You know, little things. How to handle it. We're still having a little bit of mishaps now, it looks like, with Mm -hmm. some of the kicks. And, you know, whether it's the snap, the hold, the kick follow through, whatever it is, we miss, you know, you're missing some field goals, missing an extra point. Um, you know, just ironing those things out. You want to try to get automatic points when you have automatic points. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you, you lose, lose by, by one, one, you know. Yeah. So, you know, just little things like that. We do a lot of great things. And I think we did a lot of great things. Sure. And we're still doing a lot of good things, you know. So ironing out those little things just helps you get better and better and better and better. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, what do we got coming up next game? All right, so this next week, Mike, Bulldogs are on a bye week. All right. And this is the perfect time to do it. For We're sure. a little banged up. We're mm-hmm. a little injured. This allows us to rest and breathe easy and get well. Yeah, hopefully get some, I think that's gonna get be some good star thing. players back. Absolutely. And, and so right once you have that time to reflect a little bit, here's the thing that Coach Hamrick and I were talking about this earlier. It's 0-0 zero, zero right now. Yeah. Everything that has happened up to right now is preparation for what we are doing. Because now every game from here on out it's district. Is, has implications yeah. on how far you go, how exactly. long your season is. Sure. So everyone's equal right now. We're all 0-0. Zero, zero. So get a good week by week. And I'll be watching Seminole and West Plains this Friday. I'll be checking the app to make sure and see how that game goes. Absolutely. Interested to see how those teams are going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you have... Um, Jordy Hernandez over at West Plains has been playing really, really well. Uh, Reed Macon, their quarterback, is doing a good job. So it'll be interesting to see who takes that game out. And then after that, Borgers up to bat. We start off district play with Seminole. Yeah. So we'll be doing a district preview next week, talking about what we can expect from the season, what the other district teams look like, what our season looks like, and and making some predictions mm-hmm. about where we go from here. Yeah, maybe see if we can get a guest on to talk yeah, about absolutely. that with us. We'll have a guest on here. Yeah. We will. Sweet. Absolutely. I don't know who it'll be. <laughs> we'll get somebody. <laughs> We're going to have a guest. All me. right. I mean, we got something else we wanted to talk about. We yeah. are going to do another poll. Yes, we are. We uh, had, a, y'all loved the uh, Borger's heaviest hitter of all time poll. It lasted like three weeks. And yeah. It was a lot of fun. So we wanted to do another one. Kena, why don't you tell everybody? What we're going to do for this time around. So this idea got sent to me by Shayna Golston. Thank you, Shayna, for throwing this idea All out right. to me. But she was like, what about the hardest hitters with volleyball? Mm. So since it's October mm-hmm. and we're wrapping up district play in volleyball, mm-hmm. we want to do the killer queen. Who is the <laughs> hardest hitter on the volleyball court? I don't have a name for it yet. I'm just thinking. Sure. Send us your name ideas. We're, we're yeah, kind of like, we'll call Michael us. was talking about like serial killers and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a little, a little too uh, far out it's there. It's October. It's Halloween, man. Yeah, it's all yeah. October. So the, we're looking for the killer queen. Who are those girls that could just kill the ball? Just like all throughout Borger history. Borger history. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
All I right. mean, just like last time with the football. Absolutely. You All could right. see some names like a Shavonda Hayes. Okay. She was a great player in the early, in the late 2000s. Mm-hmm. We went on a deep playoff run with her. Um, I don't know. You might see a Peanut Powell on there. She was a volleyball player. Peanut, I'm not going to say what year you graduated. I'll let you tell everybody, but we might see <laughs> Peanut on there. KJ's grandma. All she right. might be on All there. Right. She was a volleyball player. So okay. who's the hardest hitter you remember from the volleyball court? Send us your nominations and we'll get uh, our top three, four, five players and we'll put a poll out there. Yeah, go ahead and send us your nominations. You can uh, send us those via Messenger on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, you can also list them in the comments of this podcast episode here where we shared the podcast here below uh, on Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also... Uh, email those to us at borgersportspod at gmail.com. And then we will we'll compile all those nominations just like we did last time. And we'll make a we'll make like a top five. Mm-hmm. And then we'll put the poll up on the website next week and y'all can vote on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll take nominations all week long. Yep. And then next week, by the next episode, we'll have the polls ready to go. All right. Here we go. Well, I think that's it for this week. That's all. Mike. All right. Have a great week. Yeah, you too. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks again. This week's episode of the Borger Sports Podcast. Thanks again to our official sponsor, Plumley Real Estate Group. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram to join the conversation. And feel free to contact us with any comments, questions, or advertising inquiries at borgersportspod at gmail.com. It would also be a huge help if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. And make sure you give us a five-star rating as well. The Borger Sports Podcast is hosted by Michael Kano and mixed and produced by me, Michael Williams. Once again, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.